Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we're covering WCW Saturday Night on TBS from November the 9th, 1991. I'm sitting here with Doc, and not Harper, because we are recording these a few weeks early so that we can get Harper on the Clash of the Champions special on Patreon. Uh, let me, we're gonna, we got some other things planned, though, so timely events I'm not going to say are happening here too much, but we got some other stuff cooking and we will get into that shortly. Before I do that, Doc, we got started before 7 a.m. today. How are you? <laughs> Man, it's early. It's still dark outside. This is this is crazy. But mm-hmm. I'm doing great as always. Um, as always. Uh, just want to put it out there. You know, last week we talked about your disdain for the, for the job of mowing a yard. Well... Mm-hmm. We've also entered another timely part of the year that everybody loves. Okay. Let's um, the doc has the sn- has to sniff a lot because the allergies, because everything is blooming. That's, There's a couple I, of years I, ago where it's pretty bad, bro. You, you 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 sound like a fucking cocaine addict, just constant sniffling on the. Yeah, I, I've never I've never done the cocaine, um, but yeah, I I some years are worse than others. This year so far seems like it's low, but man, when shit starts blooming and there's this pollen dust in the, I mean, like the shit on my back porch has a yellow film on it. I'm going to be a little sniffly right now. That's all right. Yeah. Hey, so this is, like you said, this is um, for people who are wondering, like, because you're listening to this sometime in April. <laughs> yeah, this is. Uh, so I if we're know. now yeah. enslaved by AI or the robots or aliens, we didn't know at the, well, as we're recording this. But Mike and I are pretty sure per our discussion yesterday uh, that m- m- the humans time with the strap is rapidly coming to an end. Yeah. Our run as the NWA world heavyweight champion is, um, is going to die. Like territories died. I feel that's like the, the, that's what's happened to humanity. I feel like the machines or, um, AI is about to, uh, buy up all of our cable TV shows. And, uh, you know, we're going to be out there with nothing. Yes, sir. That's how it's going to go. All um, right. 
Go so ahead. we, you know, um, when you listen to this in April, hopefully, you know, everybody had a good WrestleMania for us back here in the past. WrestleMania starts tomorrow. Yeah. So, um, you know, just putting a little, we're not being timely. I'm not going to sit here and fantasy book something that will have happened three weeks out. Um, shit, by the time people listen to this, we might have be right around the NFL draft. So, we're going to pick every, Cowboys are going to pick everybody, dude. We've I think this drops, I think this drops on April 13th. If uh, my calculation is correct, just kind of doing it quickly and looking at it. This show will drop April 13th. So we're we're more than two weeks. We're about two weeks out from when this one actually Well, let's drops. hope that by the time this drops, all of us are still, you know, holding it onto the strap. You know, we might be in trouble. But, you know, we can always get out of it by throwing a, a robot over the top rope and getting mm-hmm. ourselves disqualified and uh, getting back to the, to the locker room with the strap. Amen to that. All right. So... Do you want to tackle the Iceman question first, or you want to go to the Ask Doc first? Because I need an intro to Ask Doc. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I saw something on Twitter, um, and we meant to talk about this last week, but but um, basically we just forgot. Well, Harper's gonna run in, and that all. I don't know. Boy, that's always that's. It's hard to plan topics with him because you never know when he's gonna show up. Well, he's more disruptive than all the AI in the world. Like, Jesus if Christ. if humanity has one hope to disrupt AI and the robots, it might be Harper, because he'll confuse be nice. them. Yeah, be nice to get a text when you're going to be late, bud. Just saying. Um, yeah. Well, and then last week, and he's disrupting us now without even being here. But last week, I don't think people realize, man, they don't. We text <laughs> him before we come on. Hey. Let us know when you're on. He just calls into the show. Yeah, and it wouldn't let me merge. It wouldn't let, and it me wouldn't merge let us call. merge. And then he goes to, hey, I'm on with a text. Right. Do that first. Do, say you're Do, on. I'll call you and Zoom you, get you in that way. But. Uh, bro, here's the thing. When the robots like take over. Old, bro. When, when the robots take over, we need to put them with Harper. Harper will have them killing themselves. <laughs> they'll be frustrated with them and they'll yeah, turn they'll be on like, themselves. We can't enslave these people. There's nothing that we can get them to do that's worth a shit. <laughs> so anyway, um, there was a discussion or, you know, apparently you and you and, and Mr. SMU had a discussion uh, on the world class show that is behind the paywall, I do believe, mm-hmm. um, about... Iceman King Parsons. And it elicited some responses from the listeners. And I'm going to tell you, I, I started thinking about it. I read y'all's little conversation there, and I started thinking about it. And it led me to want to ask you this question. You know, a la- a few years ago, we did a top five on the most underrated wrestlers of all time. We I think we had Tracy in there. You know, I we might ought to do that list again sometime because I think it would be different. Yeah, it evolves over time just based on as you learn more and sure and we're always about it. Yeah, unlike the average staff out there, you and I are always learning and growing. Okay, boy. Well, all of our tell. listeners are always learning and growing. Harper's not always learning and growing. No, no, Everybody no, he's stuck. But, but if you told our wives 
that we're learning and growing, what would their response be? They'd laugh. Doing what? Right. Talking about wrestling? That's right. stupid. It, yeah. Yeah. They, they, anyway. teeth, teeth sucking. That's what you'd get. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Anyway, that's why we're doing this stuff. Yeah. Um. So my question to you, certainly top five in my book now, but is Iceman King Parsons one of, if not the most underrated wrestler in our little period of history? I can't say he's number one because, you know, then I'll start like thinking it more thoroughly. But for a guy who was not on like WWF TV, for a guy who really made his name in the territories, for a guy who in W world class, you know, WCCW was really on a big platform because I mean, they, they were pretty much national. Um, they, they didn't tour nationally. Um, but the you know during Iceman's heyday, they did the Von Erichs over America tour later on in eighty seven, eighty eight. But that's completely different than when they were dying. They got TV so, up north, like in Boston and shit. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, I know they went out of Dallas, Texas, and the surrounding areas a, a handful of times. I'll call it like that. But for a guy who, you know, did not get the national platform of, you know, like WCW Saturday Night, WWF, or Raw later on, or Nitro. Dude, he's completely one of the most underrated and underappreciated stars of the territory era. Um, now, there there are probably other people who fit that bill who didn't get the like you you hear the stories about like Ron Wright in his prime, right? But we've talked about Ron Wright. We think he's underrated and underappreciated, but we've kind of given him his due through the Smoky Mountain Run. But Iceman, from a charisma standpoint, from a just being over as a baby face in the South. I know Texas is the Southwest, but I mean, in the eighties to be as over as he was as a black man. Now, you know, that's something, I mean, you and I live here. We know how it can be. Um, once you get outside of the, the, the Dallas area, man, he's, he was loved. They loved him. They cheered for him. He was he was never as a face going to be the top face because the Von Erics were here, but charismatic in the ring, great, just a hell of a talent. He did quote unquote end up winning the World Class Wrestling Association because it was called WCWA title, even though it was World Class Championship Wrestling. He did end up winning the world title, if you want to call it that. But you know he, right? He's underappreciated and underrated the promos my god charisma dude he had it all bro like like i mean he was fucking bitches without rubbers like and see that's the other side like most people don't know ice on that level not that i was his best friend but i got to be around him and hang around with him you know a handful of times you got to hook him up he is a he is hilarious oh i would i could see that He is hilarious. He's he's like, I want to say this in the in the best way possible. He is a how can I say this? I don't want this to come off the wrong way. He he can fit in with the crowd. Like he will. Let me let me let me offer you something here. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
I think one of the things he did that's very subtle, that's really amazing for where he wrestled in the country and the time he wrestled, because at the time he wrestled, it wasn't just hardcore wrestling fans because the Von Erics had exploded this thing past just the hardcore wrestling fan to this was a happening. And so you had more people from straight society, if you will, coming in and sitting in those buildings. And to to just say it, newsflash, but the 80s in, in this part of Texas was a pretty racist place to be. <laughs> Not towards Iceman, though. Well, and, the, and so here's the point. He did enough shuck and jive at a time when you had to be sweet brown sugar who was in the promotion too you know i mean that come on he did enough of that but he also without any of that stereotypical black athlete stuff got himself over on his own right and stood next to chris adams as on the Von Erich's team. That's good yeah. stuff. Like I said, I mean, he was a, as over as over could be for somebody like him. He he that wasn't was, gonna that win. was that was fourth tied for fourth probably in the pecking order of the promotion on the baby yeah. face. Yeah, depending on like, you know, well, once David dies, obviously. But yeah, I mean, pretty much. And, and again, I, I know he here. wins the world title later on. Like I know 87, 88, he wins their version of the That's world different. title. I'm talking about that, that early run. Now, here's the thing that, that brought up why I wanted to do this so that now we could say we're doing it. Is nobody talks about Iceman ever. I know that's the part that that's that's the thing that um always gets you me. listen to pi we all listen to these wrestling podcasts all the time hours and hours you'd never hear about Iceman never. and so hopefully what we just did causes somebody here to listen to go back catch a video somewhere watch a nice Iceman match promo something from that era and appreciate um what he brought to the business because I think it's a lot. One hundred percent. Dude was good, bro. I he mean, was. He was. I'm here for a reason, not for a season. I used to go. My mom would say something to me like, "Why'd you do this?" And I'd be like, "It bees that way sometimes." <laughs> uh, you know, I would. I was using his promos to sass my parents. I wasn't using Carrie. I'm like, it's like a cloud. The Rock stole some of Ice's. Rudy Poo. Yeah. He borrowed. Yeah. How about that? He borrowed. Yeah, he borrowed. I mean, I'm not, like, I don't, I don't mean it in a way that he, you know, disrespected him. I mean, he. But the the point is, you're right. You listen to all these podcasts out there, and, and man, people people just don't like. He don't get his due. He just doesn't get his. He dude. don't get nothing, man. He's like a forgotten man. You know, since he passed away, Tracy seems to be getting his due, and good for that. I ain't trying to say you got to rob Tracy to pay respect to Ice Man. There's room for both, 
But Tracy gets a lot of respect these days since his passing, which is unfortunate, too. But I just don't hear Iceman being talked about. Let's, I mean, we need to start an Iceman for the world-class, I mean, for the WWE Hall of Fame. I think Iceman gets, uh, I'm sorry, I think Tracy gets his due because, you know, he worked for, for Jim and Smokey. And with him working for Cornette, you know, he had wide exposure from that. And Iceman and, and Tracy also, although not really good runs, you know, he, he had his time in WCW, even if it's Saturday night, you know, early 90s. and then, Even if he know, was from Wyoming. Right, ECW. And then again, you know, Freddie Joe Floyd, good Lord. I mean, my point is he was on WWF TV. So Tracy had a little bit more national exposure at a later time when, when – Again, Iceman had the national exposure world class, but it I don't it was just different. Anyway, he dude just doesn't get his due and he deserves he deserves to get more of his due. Um So rest just, in peace, Iceman. Yeah. No, rest in peace, oh. Tracy. Iceman's Yeah, alive, yeah, Tracy. Baby. I got mixed up. Well, hey, we're gonna do something we've never done before. I mean, again, innovating this deep into the show run is not on autopilot. We are still creative forces in in the industry. Um, what are we doing? So this, I, I'll post this early for Patreon members. So if you're not a patron, become one tinyurlcom slash Patreon BTT. You're listening to this now. You would have got this earlier, two weeks earlier, approximately, or three. Um, Doc sent out the back signal so that things could be more timely. And he said, hey man, let's do, let's do an Ask Doc segment. So before we jump into Saturday night, Doc has never done an Ask Doc segment. I don't think I have either. Maybe I have once or twice. We will. We, we try with Hopper. Well, yeah. See, we we had to wait about four years after the last attempt at this when we thought Harper would be fine because he went in so savage on the very first question that we pulled the plug and we're like, no. He didn't even answer. He was like, at no, first he, he was just, like, why are you asking me this, you shithead? But what? <laughs> like Harper, don't you understand? We have listeners. They they want to ask you questions. Like, what's the problem here? And he just like, bro, he got real salty and mean. And I was like, that's I, when. I, I, and I'm not even saying this to be like, I ain't working for the show here when I say this. I don't know that I've ever seen him legitimately that hot about anything. And I don't know why. <laughs> he got pissy quick, bro. Super quick. And it was it was just. It was a side of him that I I don't know that I've ever seen before, since, or or that other than that. It was weird, dude. Was so weird. I'm gonna promise here that I'm gonna be a good sport about this. I can't imagine what sort of filth and stupidity is coming my way, <laughs> but I'm I'm going to uh, play this as straight as I possibly can and try to give good answers to whatever it is that people are wanting to know. And again, um, you know, we we are strapped for time a lot of times with this show. Obviously, we're recording this at seven o'clock in the morning, three weeks before it comes out. But we do want to try to include the patrons in the show as much as we can. So things like this, um, certainly reading five star reviews, the, we we want to make the patronage worth your while, and we try. So this is another attempt at that. How about that? Agree. Now, I'm going to ask these. Some people direct a couple of questions at me, too. I'll give some quick answers as okay. well. Um, but I will start. Now, I did send these to Doc ahead of time so he would, uh, you know, kind of see what was asked. 
and um, I'll start now with the first one. Doc, I don't think you had the name of the person. Um, I think I just kind of uh, went through and copied and pasted the questions, but when I sent them to you. So here's the first one from Chris Sapita. Long time, long time listener since damn near the beginning in 2015. So he's put up with this mud show outfit for a very long time. Chris wants to know, is Doc still celebrating the Eagles Super Bowl loss? And does Mike celebrate March 28th the way everyone else does by laughing at the Falcons blowing a 28 to three lead? Doc, you first. Um, yes, I am. It's still funny that they lost. Um, I will tell you, I am, though, more focused on the draft and what the Cowboys are going to do on draft day to bring in some more talent. Um, I didn't sit around and think about a lot of these answers. There's some other cowboy questions coming up, so I don't want to cross the streams there. Hey, anytime the Eagles lose is a good day. There were a couple of times late in the season where I think where the Eagles needed to win to help the Cowboys with something. And I was like, this sucks. I can't stand this. The Eagles are why (laughs) I quit playing fantasy football because invariably I get somebody from the Eagles on my team through an auto draft situation or whatever. And now I find myself rooting for this fella to, to put up points. And I'm like, I can't do this. This, this sucks. This isn't what I watch football for. So I quit playing. <laughs> and, it, and you know what? I say it every year. Quitting fantasy football was one of the best decisions I ever made. Quitting smoking and quitting fantasy football. All right. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah, the only reason I hope the Eagles don't make the Super Bowl and lose again next year is that then they can't go 0-17. And uh, that would be even better. I, I, I mean, I might say, is it an is it an irrational hate that I have for the the Eagles? Yeah, but I go back a long way. I remember Buddy Ryan targeting our kicker back in the early '90s, and Jimmy Johnson saying, "I I, I tried to I tried to catch up with him, but he took his fat ass into the locker room." That was so great. They were doing wrestling promos and football before. So I don't want to say before anyone else, but this ain't something that just happened over the last three or four years. This this is decades of of bad feelings. Oh yeah. So yeah. somewhere in there, and it was right around that early nineties time is when the um, Eagles passed the Redskins as the primary rival and main focus of hatred. Probably when the Redskins decided to not be a, to I'm sorry to be a dysfunctional organization. I'm sorry, Washington Commanders now. Decided well, they to were. Be I would a, say Redskins because they were the Redskins then. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I want to put it in historical context. Now, let me flip this for you. Um, you know, just this past week was March 28th, um, 20, 328. Um, did you pull out your uh, Saints candle and say a prayer and and laugh about the Falcons blowing that 25 point lead with 17 minutes to go. Uh, two parts. One, I think 28 to three is beaten to death at this point. And I think it's, I, I mean, I, it's still funny. Don't get me wrong, but I, I don't like celebrate it. I don't, you know, and the other part about me is I enjoy watching football. Some people, some fans seem to enjoy just constantly bickering with other fan bases. I it, that is one of the dumbest things to me. I mean, me and you might is that why, go is back that why and forth, last week but, you went in on the Cowboys and our fans. Come on. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. 
Well, we um, have audio from last week to prove that. So, well, on this show, I have fun with you with it, but fun. in general, is that what we're calling we're calling that fun. Okay, what is like sadistic you get on Twitter and you're like, Jesus Christ, what is wrong with you people? You waste hours of your lives going back and forth on this stuff. So, yeah, I think it's funny, but I don't. The like, average hold sap does not use Twitter for anything good. <laughs> that goes for sports, politics, religion, you name it. All right, let's. Uh, so I don't know if that answers. Well, that. here's eh, the, here's the thing. Right. I've said this before, um, and, and I remember telling the boy about it because you know he was not quite into sports yet, and I asked Mrs. Doc in front of him. I said, "So what would have happened here if the Cowboys lost a twenty-five point lead in seventeen minutes in the Super Bowl?" She looked at him and said, I would have had to drive your father to the hospital. Can you imagine? I mean, I know you hate the Falcons, but even the Eagles. Can you imagine sitting there with, I mean, you're ready to Javorski for the next year. Because you're up 28 to 3 on the all-time greats, the dynasty. And all of a sudden, it starts unraveling in unforeseen fashion. No, and the funny part is the Falcons tweeted out at the end because the end of the fourth it it ended up being like twenty eight to ten, and at the end of the fourth or end of the third, I'm sorry, it was twenty eight to ten, and the Falcons Twitter whoever runs it put something like fifteen more minutes to go, uh, and, and it was like almost to say yeah we're almost there. <laughs> I mean that's that's also when it was so improbable that the idea that this is being worked comes into play, but. We've talked about that on in other areas. So, um, okay. We're going to spend 10 minutes on every question. If we do, we're never going to get through this. <laughs> so let's keep okay. going. Hit it. Rick, Rick Beebe wants to know, Doc, is there anything from early 90s WCW you wish you had seen when it aired that you missed due to Chase and Tail? That's a good question. Um, so th- that is a good question. And I will tell you that – um. You know, everything we're watching is really the first time I've ever seen it. So it is new to me. I'm I'm now, to answer the question, I'm now very interested in where we're about to go with the Dangerous Alliance. And that starts with me, with the enforcers who are really, really good. And I had really, I'd never really seen them. I'd heard about, you know, I know, hey, it's, Larry and Arn and blah, blah, blah. But I'd never really sat out and watched any of it. And they're really good. And um, so I'm interested in that. And I'm super interested in having Rick Rude back. Because he, he knows how to get heat. Yeah, Dangerous Alliance is phenomenal. No, so I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately looking forward to that the other thing i will tell you is i would say that the steiners have come up in my book re-watching them from the beginning like i always liked them i mean they're the steiners come on what are you not gonna like but they're better than i remember and we've talked about this a lot is Luger's not Ric Flair, but Luger's. I used to part paired Luger with Sting, and Luger's better than Sting. Fair enough. 
Okay. Next question. From Half Pint, the little fella. Hey, Doc. Wait, how, well, hey, Doc. How, are you going to pick the Titans and Malik Willis to win the Super Bowl like me? <laughs> <laughs> Half Pint says, hey, Doc, how long does McCarthy last this year? And who's the biggest diva between Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson? That's Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to answer that, but keep continue. Um, McCarthy is on the McCarthy is on a short leash, I think. Now Jerry hates midseason disruption, and Jerry's ridiculously over optimistic that it can always be turned around. But make no mistake, I think this is McCarthy's year. And and you know what? I don't blame him if he says, "Hey, I want to call the plays. If it's going to be my ass, I want it to. I want to be able to influence that. I get it." I'm not the biggest McCarthy fan. Um, I expect our offense will change. Hopefully it's a little bit more friendly to Dak where he's throwing short passes, getting the, rid of the ball, uh, not having to be Superman back there, and then ultimately not forcing bad throws. Um, it, the, the biggest thing in football that is so hard to, to account for is health. So if we stay healthy, there's no reason we can't compete be in the conversation fuck you what do you want me to say i know our history more than anyone it's been 30 years since we've been in meaning real meaningful football games so somewhere that's got to change somewhere we've got to crack through that layer and get to these these big ass games in the playoffs and and shit nobody's more ready for it than me um if he doesn't produce he's gone okay that's good i like that I, I mean, that's life. Uh, who's the biggest diva between Aaron Rodgers and Mar- I like Lamar Jackson. I'm going to say that. So he's trying to get money. He's trying to get his real first real, real, real big contract, right? So if he's sitting out to protect that knee so that he can make generational wealth, I'm not mad at that. Do I think he needs to evolve his game so that he's not constantly running and he can stay on the field. Yeah. Eventually he's 26. He's got some learning to do, but he's great. Aaron Rodgers can fucking fuck off for all I care. <laughs> okay. He is, he's a, he's a, he's somebody who's incredibly dumb, who thinks he's smart <laughs> and thinks he's deep <laughs> and thinks he thinks about all this shit when he's a moron. And, Strictly Let him go a, to the Jets. I don't give a shit. Strictly from a football perspective, I would not want to be his teammate. There's no, well, I would not want to play with him. I know like, two people that are legitimately Packers fans. And they're both done with him. What does that say? Well, the, I mean, they're like, it's time for him to go because we're tired of dealing with him. That's easy to say, though, when you're tired of it. But then when you're searching for your next quarterback, like, here's the thing. I need to give him credit. The dude on the football field, like, in his prime, I don't know if he's still got any of that left. He made some phenomenal throws, and he was really, really freaking good. The sad part is, I, I you know, I know some Packers fans, too, one that I'm pretty close with. And the sad part is, the, even this person I'm talking about, I won't mention him on uh, he told me one time, I don't say my name on air. I said, okay. Um, he said, uh, he's like, dude, he's great. It's just, I don't think he's a good teammate. And that's part of being a great teammate. That's the thing. Like he just, again, so I, 
you know, to me, Aaron Rodgers is a diva. Um, it is what it is, man. You know, what do you want me to say? So I agree with you, Doc. I'm, I'm with you there. <laughs> and you see, you hate Aaron because he's really just ripped your heart out over the last years. Yeah, in, in but playoff, I'm going to go to a, a hut in the wilderness and meditate to decide if I want to play football. Get <laughs> you the flying fuck <laughs> out of here. Next question from Dan Peterman, uh, another BTT Hall of Famer. Uh, he says, Doc, looking back on all the WCW you've reviewed so far, which gentleman wrestler do you think was banging the filthiest rats? Ugh. That's a tough well, one, man. It, that, that is a tough one, and here, here's why it's so tough. If you listen to Mike, who's been in the locker room with a few of these fellas, the answer is kind of all of them. Is that not somewhat? Now, we're going to play along with you and get you an answer here, but isn't the answer on some level, unless you're Rick or Stan Lane, all of them will. Dude, I, I, you just nailed it. Unless you're Ric Flair, um, Stan Lane, or Ricky Morton, all of them will will find just find a warm hole no no matter if it's a you know belongs to a sweat hog or a you know ten a, a dime i mean i got i'm trying to be nice the way i say that but it's a fact like i've seen even dudes who are good looking dudes like just you know they they don't claim it but they will you know break the screw, headboard on somebody that's jar of pounds. yeah i'm if, for real as long as it's warm you know as long as they can find a wet spot yeah just trying to be real here, man. I mean, but I, I, okay, in the spirit of Dan's question, it, it, who do you think? Because I, I'm, I'm, I think uh, we might have some of the same. But go ahead. So there's a couple of constituencies that we need to consider. All of our, all of our black gentlemen wrestlers might fall into the. They're in play for the. I'll tag a fat, ugly white girl just to tag a fat, to tag a white girl. So, you know, I could see Pez or somebody, you know, ruin something filthy. Why you got to pick on Pez, man? Because he's awesome and he's one of my favorites. Um, I was going to say Tiger Conway, but a lot of people may not remember him being there. I don't Um, think either one of them discriminated when it came to the rats. uh, Norman, maybe? I had Norman as somebody I had Norman and Abdullah. The Abdullah, list. maybe. I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it. Maybe the juicer. Nah. <laughs> well, I'm it's saying not. if you're willing to do bad things, you're willing to do bad things, you know? No, I see what you're saying. For people who don't know the story about the juicer, you know, raping a underage woman. So... Um, I see. I see your logic. Your logic is: oh, if he's going to do that, imagine what else he would do. And yeah, to, he probably yeah. is a filthy human being. So right, right, right. Unfortunately, that's yeah, my I see what that's you're my logic point there. Now, I, I would also say that we might need to bring in all of the we we're thinking about the ta- the super talent. Well, what about the enhancement talent? Because aren't they? You know, maybe a Rocky King likes to you know hang out with what's his name? The who's the guy that puts up the rings? Shivani always talks about. Oh, what's that guy's name? Um, that show Bob. No, that's whatever his name. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of his name now. It's slipping my. I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, he likes to chew on used panties. So yeah, you know, whoever's hanging out with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyone else? Um. 
No, I, I mean. The first person that came to mind when I read that was Norman. Nor me too. Me too. To be the honest, that person. is the absolute first person. Now, I mean, and, and you know, I guess we could go back to 85 and 87, 86, 87, 88 and start thinking about some of that. And we'd probably come up with some others, but dude, I, I, I got, I got Norman. I got dude. Norman feels like he, I could see kid. him in that trucker's hat. And when he's done going doot doot. Yeah, just, yeah, exactly. All right. Um, Doc, this next question, you, you actually talked about this on the last show, but there were some audio issues um, with that section of the show. So it got really chopped up and it was chopped up so bad that I pretty much had to clip it. So here's a good opportunity to maybe give the cliff notes of that. Greg okay. Serrato wants to know, Doc, as somebody who was born and raised in Brooklyn and works in Manhattan, I was wondering what you and your family thought of your trip to NYC. So oh, you talked okay. about this on the last show, but the, I don't know what the hell was going on with the audio during that portion. It got like crackly and it just cleared up like right at the end of it or near the end. But it wouldn't have made sense for me to keep like the last two minutes in because it had no there was no way to understand what we were talking about. So um, go ahead and answer Greg's question. Sure. Ironically, you literally just talked about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, OK. Well. We were in Manhattan. Uh, we flew into Queens, I guess, LaGuardia. But the, and, and so the trip in and the trip out were the only times we were outside of Manhattan. Um, had a great time. It, it was it was completely. I mean, there's some things that you, you 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 know, like you know, people live up instead of spread out. Like we spread out here in Texas. Like we have land and a house and grass, and people live straight up. Um, but most of it really was not what I expected in the sense that most of the people were fairly friendly. It wasn't like there weren't rats on the street. It wasn't, nobody was pooping on the street. It was fairly clean. People were fairly friendly. We rode the subway, um, did all the touristy stuff in central to South Manhattan. Central park was awesome. Um, not a lot of homeless folks, everybody smokes weed just out in the streets man it's crazy just weed everywhere um which by the way doc believes um i'm not i'm not a partaker um but i do believe it should be 100 legal um but yeah it was everywhere and then uh you know little italy awesome chinatown was awesome all the different stuff was awesome now i will tell you um, the one place where New York fit the filthy stereotypes that I expected coming in and was ready to to guard myself against these Neanderthal Yankee bastards was the last day we were there, we took in a Knicks game at Madison Square Garden. And they... They subway in all these assholes from across the five boroughs, the f other four boroughs. <laughs> and it's a it's just a cacophony of, hey, forget about it. Play Brunson. Just meathead, shithead, Knicks fans, sports fans that were just, uh, they beat the Nuggets, and it was like, we're going to win the title. And I'm like, really? You got, you, you're going to beat the Bucks and the Celtics? Okay. So, um, but the Garden was nice. I, I, I enjoyed my time at the Garden. It was clean, and 
looked refurbished and and uh, good seats and enjoyed the game and I, I I we the entire family had a blast and everybody enjoyed it and I don't have anything bad to say about Manhattan. And as I'm I told suspicious, him, I'm still suspicious of those other four boroughs, though. And I would ask dudes like if like a tour guide or something or whatever, I would ask them all Jets or Giants and they'd all laugh. And then mostly were Giants. And as I told Doc, as he was burying the uh, New Yorkers from the boroughs, as he just called it, I said, you got the same exact thing that happens when you go to that uh, Cowboy Stadium uh, catastrophe over there where you spend where if you buy beer you're gonna spend 20 bucks for a 12 ounce same exact concept except they're texans from the sticks and they're morons as i'm guess i'm a texan because i've been here for a long time now, well but, yeah i was uh, who are you talking about but same exact Mr. 504 but, i mean you know but there are some freaking rubes and saps that go to those cowboy games not all of them, let me be clear, but Jesus Christ. Okay, so glad you uh, answered that one. All right, Doc, I think this will be the last one, and then we'll we'll do more on next week's show, which we're going to okay. record shortly. Um, so if you're if Jason Ward, uh, Duck Bozard, Silva, Matt Fonert, Greg Gilpin, Chuck, Sean, we'll get, we'll get your questions next week. Um, um, Everyone else, we'll get your questions next week. I think there were a few others. Uh, our pilot, Flynn D- David, he's out there. I'll get yours too. Ben Martin says, this one is actually for both of you. Outside of the huge negatives of Flair being fired and heard in general, what have been the positives and negatives of WCW after Flair? And I will say shortly and concisely, the positives are certainly Steve Austin, um, Rick Rude, for sure, the Dangerous Alliance, And in general, the plethora and just overflowing of talent that the promotion has after Flair or even during Flair's last days, I should say. The negatives are. You still got heard there and he can't guide a ship. So that's that's the negative. I mean, like there's is is greatness, all this greatness that they have going on. Cause they really got some good stuff, bro. That's like happened so far and it's cooking, but just her is just clueless, bro. <laughs> it's no other way to say what's, it, man. What's this segment called? What do you mean? Ask doc. Yeah. So I don't know why you're answering first, but cause he said this one is for both of you. So I figured as I was asking, I would just get my answer. Now you go get your shit in. Okay. Fair enough. That's okay. I, I, I'm a big fan of getting both. He didn't say I want you to go first or the other one to go I'm first. I'm a big so. fan of getting your shit in, so it's okay. You Yo, we know. Oh, we freaking know. Proceed. Are you, are, you, are you done? Go. Go ahead. Okay. My answers are close to yours, but I'm going to put them in a little bit more intelligent spin. Um, <laughs> in any organization, when the top leaves, it opens opportunities for everybody else down the chain. And so, like you said, Austin, other folks, there's a lot of talent. They are all now being asked to step up, and that's something that they probably wouldn't have been asked to do in such big order if Flair's still there because he casts a very large shadow, and and it allows people to to coast a little. And so it should be a challenge to everybody there to step up their game, uh, Mm -hmm. starting with Luger and going down the card. 
The negative is, is that Ric Flair is Ric Flair and he ain't there. To your point about her not being able to run a ship, now getting rid of Flair in his mind allows him to pursue pursue his fever dream of wanting to be like WWE. And that's scary to me. Because as you said, the talent's there. There's, I mean, there's Hall of Famers up and down this card. Bro, it's ridiculous. Are, yeah, it, it, imagine having that much talent. Dude, it's but, if you were. I mean, if you were starting a promotion, it's like a template of, hey, what talent do you want? Use all these yeah, guys. Yeah, let's have oh, a draft. Great. Okay, right. well, I'm going to take this roster. Wait, yeah. we're doing it one by one. No, no, no. I want all these no, guys. I want who's WCW has right now because it's a little right. So, but but then again, think about this. You watch that Rumble '92, and that's just loaded too. Oh, I mean, I don't disagree. Like that's the thing. It two things can be true. Two rosters can be loaded. <laughs> it's just one. You know, like it could be both okay. can be true. So that that's my take is that, you know, certainly Luger gets to step up and be the man. And we've kind of been charting his progress over the last two, three years. And so, you know, that's a that's a piece of this as well, I think. And then Ben also had one additional question um, and then we'll get started on the review portion of the show. Ben says, uh, Doc, I've run this by Mike, so I'd like your opinion. If Lawler versus Luger title versus title angle would have happened, if you remember, we talked about that several weeks ago um, as a potential like Memphis WCW partnership. If Lawler versus Luger title title angle would have happened, would it have worked? No, I agree. But proceed with why. Well, I don't think, first of all, Jerry Jarrett's smart enough to not let Lawler, he's going to protect Lawler because that's his meal ticket. And that's what he's done for years and years and years and years. Um, also remember while Lawler was tremendous, tremendous, he was still fairly big regionally. I mean, he had done the Andy Kaufman stuff years ahead, but like his international stardom was coming ahead of him after he gets out of the ring. And so I don't think WCW is looking at him going, we need to do business with him. So if you're not, if you're looking down on the person you're trying to do business with, you're not going to get the lift that you want out of that anyway. And, you know, Carrie and Lawler didn't work like it should have. And so I don't think it, I don't think either group would be interested in doing the things that had to be done, i.e. eating pens to make the whole thing work. Yeah. The problem is somebody's got to go over and the person that goes over makes the other promotion look weaker and I think that's what you end up ultimately running into unless the promotions 100%. merge, unless the promotions actually merge, which again, that doesn't even work. Cause look at, you know, it wasn't a merger. It was a buyout. But when WCW buys the UWF, look what happens to all the UWF titles. Not long now, after. Would I want to see it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. Sounds sure. great. Let's, let's get tickets and go. Yep. Does it draw the money that it would, we want it to probably not. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it doesn't work too. As I told Ben, you still got Jim Hurd there at the time. So mm, that's, a that's, a, that's a negative in itself, but okay. So that was part one of ask doc. We'll get the rest of ask doc next hey, week. Hey, you know what? Let me just say this first round was fairly intelligent and coherent and well put together. So, um, good job for this group. I can only imagine what um, sort of stupidity you have uh, back-ended for the second half of this next week. 
So next week, we will pick back up with Ask Doc. And again, if you're on Patreon, you're hearing this several weeks early. So that was part one. We appreciate you listening. If you're not a patron, become one. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Not only do you get the Ask Doc segment early, but you also get access to the upcoming Clash of the Champions that's coming up. And you can access us breaking down Halloween Havoc 1991. That's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Over 400 Patreon exclusive shows available there. On that note, I'm going to get the video version started for us. We're talking November 9th, 1991, Saturday night on TBS. And Doc, what's happening here is this is the second half of the TV taping from last week. I'm sorry, the audio is going. Uh, From last week, we're still at center stage, and this was taped October the 21st of 91. So we're still, this is still before Halloween Havoc actually happened. Um, we go to the first match. Uh, it is joined kind of in progress. I'm guessing just the, the it's a two-hour episode, so I'm guessing the, the tape we have just got the front cut off. PN News versus, I don't know who this is, but we join action in progress. Uh, I don't know this guy's name that news is wrestling, but JR is really building up Steiner and Luger and building up the clash. And um, I got a botch I want to fast forward to at 128. Um, that is coming up shortly. Uh, Doc, uh, do you have anything as we see this botch, whatever the hell that was supposed to be? <laughs> he just runs in the news and stands there for him to bear hug him. He missed something. Anyway, uh, news hits the broken record and wins with, a, with the broken record. He looked blown up. Any thoughts or anything you had from this one? No, I didn't really because it was joined in progress and it was PN News and I was like, what are we doing? What's I was trying to figure out what was going on and I was like, then it was over. It was over pretty quick too. So the next match we go to is Cactus Jack versus Rick Hard Rock. Uh, Doc, let me, uh, another quick match even though we got two hours here, but what do you have from this one? Um. So... In this match, J.R. was talking about the boxes. Yes. And I think. And then, you know, Rude is after Sting. Cactus is after Sting. Are they connected? That's what I'm starting to wonder and think about here. Yes. Okay. He's trying to, like, build up to this clash that we're coming to with this whole who's sending the boxes Right towards Sting. Why are they doing it? All that good stuff. I I, I kind of like how they did that part because again, this is tape before Halloween Havoc, so you're you're building you're you're inserting comments that okay, you're building up to what is going to happen at the Clash or may happen at the Clash related to the boxes. So it makes sense, and that's Jr. being a good storyteller. Um. I wish Cactus would do that. Remember how he would screech at times? Yes. Like I think I, he I wish does. he would do that. I, I think he does that in the future, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, can I see 905? All right. We're up here in the ropes. Right here. He does the stop hitting yourself that you do to your, like, your younger siblings. This is funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Straight comedy. That's <laughs> he's awesome. Taking, he's taking Rick Hard Rock's hand and he's and he's slapping Rick's Hard Rock's head upside the head with his own hand. Yeah, that's good. Uh, anything else? 
Uh, no, I thought a good little match, quick. What it needs to be. Yeah, it is what it needs to be. Cactus hit the double arm DDT, wins by pin, and then after the match, Cactus, of course, beats down Hard Rock some more. The only thing I didn't like is it's that whole gimmick where they, you know, Cactus came out with one of those um, plastic or rubber trash cans. So he's beating up Rick Hard Rock with the with the trash can. And I don't know, that, that thing, that's just kind of dumb to me. Um, I, did, I did used to like when they would take that can and they would just put it over the person's head and then they'd take a broomstick or something and they would just start hitting the person because it would sound off. But just hitting somebody with that can makes no sense because, again, it's plastic. It's made of rubber. So that ain't going to do nothing. Um, so Cactus does that. We do get a, a lot of we want Sting chants. They are calling for Sting to come out and save this dude. Uh, doesn't happen. Cactus hits the elbow drop off the apron, and that was that. All right, so we'll keep going. Um, I do need to play something from this next segment, Doc, so bear with me as I get to it. Uh, we go to, they are still promoting the Bruise Cruise. Uh, it is coming up. But uh, we go to the WCW Magazine segment with Eric Bischoff, and it, he's talking about the lead-up to Clash of the Champions 17. Again, I cannot believe we're already at 17. So I'm going to play some audio from Bischoff here uh, during the WCW Magazine segment and just listen to it. He's going to throw it to Steiner and then uh, Luger getting into it. Here it is. Welcome back to TBS. I'm Eric Bischoff with the WCW Magazine. Our lead story concerns the recent unscheduled collision between Lex Luger and Rick Steiner. Tony Schiavone was interviewing Steiner when Luger interrupted. Here's what led up to their brawl. All you need to do is go back to the locker room, talk to your brother about your future conquests, maybe in tag team wrestling, and allow you to walk out of here as friends. Okay, yeah, okay we'll be friends. Hey! I can beat him! I can beat him! And I beat you! Remember in the locker room where me and you wrestled? I beat you! What we have here is a little bit of lack of respect. And you're going to get an object lesson humility right now from the world's heavyweight champion. You're going to learn some respect in the ring. Wait wait a minute here. The world champion taking his coat off. What What do you mean by that? He said a lesson in humility and Rick, he's going to the ring. We will have more on this soon, but we won't have to wait long to see them wrestle officially for the WCW World's Heavyweight title. Luger and Steiner will headline the upcoming Clash of Champions broadcast here on TBS Live Tuesday, November 19th. Let's take a look at this outstanding lineup. All right, so um, any thoughts on that, Doc, as they build up to the Clash? Well, I thought we watched that last week, so I don't need to see it again. Did we? I didn't realize it was the same segment. Or I wouldn't have clipped oh, yeah. it. Okay. That's what happens when you watch too much wrestling. You don't realize that you've seen it already. So, Mr. Wrestling. Anyway. Okay. Do you have to be an asshole about it? Look, my time is very valuable. <laughs> okay. All right. So then I, also. I'm here um, doing you this favor early in the morning. Wow. This was your <laughs> idea. <laughs> Mr. I have freaking soccer. I have, go, I have to go be a good parent. So now I'm being a good friend. Let's go now to another segment. Or did or was this one already played too? And I'm just not no, realizing. No, this is the one I wanted to see because it's Harley cutting a promo and he's pretty good. By the way, you asked about Gordon Soley last week because Bischoff's doing this now. Gordon's not gone. 
oh, okay, we're just gonna pay. Like, perfect. He's not gone, or maybe he's semi gone. But I mean, he does he does come back at various points, from what I recall. Anyway, let's go to Bischoff now. He's continuing with the WCW Magazine segment. Just over a week away from the clash, we asked the Lex Luger camp for their comments. November 19th, right here on TBS, The Clash. Rick Steiner, Luger agrees with me, and I agree with Luger, that it couldn't happen in a better spot on nationwide television. You saw fit to come out there with your dummy, dummy act, and then put it together with enough intelligence to try to insult the world's heavyweight champion. We know, and we're convinced that you're not as dumb as you'd like everyone to believe you are, up to a point. But you went beyond that point. You went beyond it when you embarrassed me and the world's champion on national television. Now, buddy, on TBS, November 19th, you pay your dues. Luger knows he is in for the battle of a lifetime on live primetime television here on TBS Tuesday, November 19th at 8.05 Eastern Time. Cactus Jack made some comments early this week that I think we should hear. This guy is a borderline psychotic, and his comments reflect that of a very dangerous and evil man. So stings. You open box after box, and after it's all over, what did you finally find? You found yourself! You found yourself! You're looking at Cactus Jack. My name is Jack. What's yours? What's yours, thing? Are you hiding something? Where's your face? It's hiding too. So you open up that box thing and you find yourself. You find yourself finished! Sting and Van Hammer had better be aware of this individual because Cactus Jack doesn't mind risking his own physical well-being if he can hurt someone else in the process. I'm Eric Bischoff, and that's it for the WCW Magazine, but I do want to remind you that the National Dairy Board wants you to go to Starcade 91 Battle Bowl, the Lethal Lottery. Here's how. The national I had to play it till the end. The National Dairy Board. I mean, I know we talked about this last week, but, I mean, Jesus, the National Dairy Board wants you to go to Starcade 91. Anyway. Okay, thoughts on Harley Race there, who that gravelly voice, man, just makes everything better with these promos. But go ahead. Yeah, I thought he was good. And hey, you're not as dumb as you're playing. I didn't think Cactus was the guy. I didn't know what he was trying to say there, but whatever. He's just being Cactus. He's meat and potatoes. Okay. But I'm with you. Okay, any, any other thoughts as we continue? No. Van Hammer takes on John Peterson in the next match. Cactus Jack is joining JR on commentary. This dude gets the fast forward from me, bro. Boogie, nothing about you says heavy metal. I, Except that cheap-ass piece of shit guitar you're carrying. I, so Mike Crockett had me dying laughing because Hammer does that, does the stomp, and Mike Crockett called it the we will, we will rock you, stomp uh-huh. before he does the slingshot mm-hmm. suplex. I can't, bruh. Once again, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but no. I can it doesn't see work for me, brother. Don't worry about it, Hammer. Uh, we'll teach you how to wrestle. 
Now, Good luck with that. Now you just dust. go out there and don't cripple nobody. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll keep moving because uh, Hammer wins, and there's nothing much to really talk about. Fuck. The Z Man takes on Buddy Lee Parker in the next yeah. match. Yeah. And my thought wrong was too long, and the wrong guy won. Is Z Man a ref still? Bruh. I, I I don't know what to think it is. Hey, he. W- I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna shoot you straight because you need a little bit of that in your life. Right. Sink wasn't bad here. He just wasn't. He wasn't like Flair Steamboat, but he wasn't that bad in this match. So who's our? Is it Zoncha that likes him? Zoncha loves him. I'm. I'm. This isn't just pandering to him. He was better in this match. I have no problem with his wrestling ability. He's just oh. bo- he just bores me. He can do so, all the moves. He can pull everything off he needs to pull off. So the last match you didn't like, this me. match you didn't like, but you're telling me about all this talent we have. Okay. Oh, we're just running out the clock right now because we taped this before Halloween Havoc. Okay. Yeah, I hate just that. Three too. yards that's, and a clown of dust. I mean, it, look, there's is there a lot of talent? Sure. We ain't seen much of it outside of Cactus Jack and PM <laughs> News as this uh, show is starting, though. Okay, that's fair. Wrong guy won, though. Z Man. I don't think so. so. Okay. Z Man super kicks Parker and wins. And uh, I had the old GTFOH in my notes because Boogie, nothing about this excited me. I'm sorry. Okay. And there's that. All right. So we come back from commercial, and then Jim Ross throws us to a replay of Johnny B. Bad and Mike Graham from last week when Pillman saved Graham from being beat down. And then, following that, we go to Johnny B. Bad versus Mike Graham. So, they built up the angle last week. So, now Johnny and Mike Graham are going to have this match. And I have to say, man, as we see Johnny B. Bad coming out, he is getting a lot of cheers. People are dancing. They're enjoying the music. Doc, this dude is over as a baby face. He's a heel still, but he's getting... a babyface reaction when you watch these fans. I know it's center stage and it's a bunch of kids and all that stuff, but what did you have from this one? Um, that cannon where he shoots his stuff into the what? audience, the confetti. That big, that big sister loves her some Johnny B. Bad. Oh yeah, she wanted a piece of him. Ugh. She's like, there's some good pussy under this gut. Stop. You're an idiot. Please proceed. <laughs> um that are we oh that those are sweat hogs right there. Yeah, there's um, some sweat hogs in the crowd. It always reminded me of Rip Taylor, the crazy actor, comedian guy that would shoot the cannons. He had this weird show in the late 70s that my parents would watch for some reason where it was like a normal person beauty pageant with like celebrities rating people. <laughs> Go look it up. Rip Taylor. Not now, later today when you're Well, uh, yeah, around. I can't do it right at this moment, but sure. No yeah, problem. it's a weird it's a weird thing, but some of his character is built off that as much as it is um Little Richard and you'll see it. By the way, uh Mike Graham the opposite of Johnny B. Bad, just an average white guy standing there, 
40 years old. He looks like he's 48, 49, 50. He looks he looks like he, he now, looks so. like he knows how to do some minor car repairs and he's real good at fishing. What you need gets you there is a good four way for your change your tire and then uh go down there to which McCall get you a brand new carburetor. It, uh, he's the he's the guy that lives on your street that's just Mike down the street. He's <laughs> I look he's at outside, him and, he's outside sucking on a heater. Yeah. Looking at his engine. Doesn't <laughs> say much to anybody, doesn't do much, but he's just he's just there. A guy. Always got a cigarette in his mouth. Always. Twenty four seven. And he's okay. a guy that doesn't say much, but when it comes up he goes, Well, if you ask me and then he says something you weren't expecting. Well, I think we ought pretty, to overthrow the government. This is a pretty <laughs> this is a pretty long match, Doc. Um they give them a lot of time. There was at one point. I have a question for you. Okay. This is sort of a. I think we need a black person's perspective. Jesus Christ! Stop this. So you'll do. Wow. Teddy is wearing a very brother-centric getup. What color mm. would you call that? You need to describe it. I don't know how, and that's why I'm calling you in. It is certainly not something that the Mike Grahams and Doc Turners of the world would be wearing. It's far too colorful. Um, I, 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 what color is that? I mean, it's not gold, but it's also not beige or cream either. I don't know how to describe it. I'm not good with describing colors, man. That That's something women do. Women, you you talking you, you making it a race thing, bro? That's a woman thing. Like you ask your wife, "Hey, what color is that?" She'll be able to tell you inside of two milliseconds. But We're like Sasha. dudes, yeah, or she would. But dudes, Where is she? Dude, bring her in. She's working. No, she's working. Come on. Yeah, that, I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what you call that color. It's pimp shit, though. I could tell you that. Yeah, that's what it's, I'm saying. I don't. I don't have a. I, I can't. Yeah. All right. It's like a yellowy. It's like a gold brown. That's what I'm saying. With some, with some baby doo doo in it too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A baby shit yellow. That's what my mom would call it. Come on. I'm just saying. Your mom was classier than that. No, she would say that. Okay, maybe not. You say that. All right, uh, there were some Johnny chants during this match. I'm telling you. I wanted to actually play the audio from it. I know we just kind of watched the finish, but I'm trying to rewind to go well, back to I need to your help with something. Johnny chants. Yeah, what, what, what is it? JR says that wrestlers in the back call Graham the squeegee man. I don't know what the piss that means. I guarantee you he probably inserted a squeegee into a rat. I, I, Bruh, I'm not even trying to speculate. The handle, you know? I, I know what you mean. Okay, okay. But, not the long yeah. hand. Right. <laughs> not the end that you actually squeeze you for. Right. The actual handle, right. Okay. Listen to this. Tell me if you hear a chance of Johnny here. At 9 o'clock Eastern time, we hope you'll call the wrestling hotline and... Enjoy the announcer's roundtable, all the broadcasters. That's not, Mike Graham sounds totally different than Johnny, Johnny. No, 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 that's true. Hey, can, hey you, give me 50, can you give me 5618? 
He's a, mm-hmm. he's one of our guys, but you got to call things down the middle when you see him. All right. Teddy. 56-15 here. Yeah, Teddy's got to make this look better. Yeah, that, right, that didn't look that's good. That's terrible. I also can't stand... So, Graham, they work towards a finish, and Graham has bad in a figure four. And I can't stand when the ref... Um, Graham has Johnny in a figure four, I should say. And I can't stand when the ref is just completely concentrated on the guy in the figure four. So Pee Wee is looking at Johnny and Teddy comes around and hits Graham in the back of the head with like his cane. And it it was terrible. He barely hit him. Teddy's got to make it look better. I totally agree. Um, And the ref is about to, and Johnny then pins Graham and the ref is about to say, all right, Johnny wins. Um, but Pillman comes out. I was like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. Here's what happened. You know, Teddy interfered. Anyway, the, the ref ends up throwing the match out. And in the long run, um, we see it here. Johnny B. Bad hits Pillman with the chair. He also hit Graham with the chair. So now there's a chair in the ring and the ref's trying to take the chair from Johnny. I mean, they're really trying hard to make Johnny look like the heel. <laughs> But, man, I think people still cheering for Johnny, man. Nobody's bought into Mike Graham. No disrespect to him here. But it's just like he's just very just blah. There ain't no I don't, get, I don't get all this work for, for all this, but that's just me. Yeah, this is, a, this is an angle just to get things going while we're waiting on new material after Halloween Havoc 91. And then it leads into a clash, obviously. And that's that. Okay. All right. Any other thoughts, or can we continue? We can obviously continue, my friend. Oh, we need to go back, though. All the way back. Sorry. To um, 22.25. What the fuck, dude? We're at an hour in. Yeah. Sure. Come on. There. Now, hit audio in the next commercial. Oh, there it is. I don't want to play a... Is there uh, is there music playing during it? Cause I it's, don't know. I can't play it if there's music playing during it. Okay, clip it out later. Let's see. Evander Holyfield, would you pop a buddy in the mouth for 59 cents? You bet I would. If it's a breakfast buddy from Burger King. The breakfast buddy sandwich. It's breakfast your way. Eggs, sausage, and cheese all on a buddy's bun for just 59 cents. At that price, who wouldn't pop a buddy? Or two or three. So pop a buddy in the mouth. The breakfast buddy at Burger King. It's a great breakfast your way right away. At a price that's a real knockout. 59 cents. Even I can't beat that. <laughs> okay. I got nothing. Did you ever work uh, breakfast? No. Because yeah, I always I worked evenings. I worked the summer. I worked breakfast. Those little nope. things were pain in the ass. Yep. Nope. Didn't do it. If you don't know what we're talking about here, it'll, it may get clipped out of YouTube because there was music playing doing it. So if you listen on YouTube, that's why. All right. We'll keep going because uh, Burger King, thinking about Burger King makes me want to do the Burger King thing. Uh, we go to the next match. It is Arachnaman versus the Medic. And I love this because this is what I wanted Harper to see. Look at all the spider webs that are shooting out of <laughs> Arachnaman. He is ejaculating the, the silly Come string. On. From the sleeves. Yep. The medic. The medic is dressed as a person with scrubs How on. Come it's always this is what's on when the broads walk in and look at it and go, really? This is what y'all do, huh? Yeah, that's how it is, bro. Yeah, that's what they do. That's what happens. 
This is what happens. Now, this look, guy I'm clipped off. And I'm like, look, I hate this too. So then why do y'all do this? <laughs> One of the things that got clipped off of the last episode because we were joining it in progress. Did you hear where Arachnaman was from, Doc? Web City. I heard. I wrote that down too. Web City. Come on. <laughs> Uh, JR says that Bad won the last match because Graham was DQ'd when he used the chair. Just for clarification purposes, okay. we didn't know who won. Uh, all right, what else do you have from Arachnaman and the Medic? And I don't, this I is, did not look up who the Medic was, and I don't know who it is. It probably is somebody pretty obvious, but I don't know. I didn't either. This is dumb. Yeah. Uh, so Arachnaman hits a drop kick, um, then a flying headbutt off the top rope, and then he does that abdominal stretch that he goes into a pin with. Arachnaman wins. It looks great. He's just Arachnaman, and it's stupid. You know. I mean, I don't know what to say it. I don't know how to say it. You know. All right. Uh, can I continue, Doc? Or you got anything else? No. Let's go, bro. So Jim Ross throws to a piece of footage from Steiner and Luger, and they have a brawl. And I'm going to go to that now. You got any any objections to doing that? We're going to watch this again. Okay. We've seen the brawl third, already? Third, no, but this part we've seen three third time now. We haven't seen the brawl, though. No, but this part you're showing just then. No, no, the no, third. no, no. I meant right here. I meant right here. I'm going to start it from here. I'm starting that to get way we can see the That way we can see the brawl part of it. Here's the brawl. Because uh, have we seen the brawl? No. I've seen this before, so I forget if we've seen it. That's what I'm saying. No, we need to watch the brawl. But you keep showing me these goddamn recaps, no. and I lose my fucking mind. I'm not about to show you the recap. I'm trying to get to the... Dude, you got to realize you're seeing something the listeners aren't. They aren't... Every single listener isn't seeing this. Patrons are. Yeah, I get are. that. So sign up so you can get mad with me. But otherwise, I'm gonna be like Harper. Bro, I gotta prog- I gotta fast forward through it some way. Some way you're gonna see it again. You're the one bringing it up. I, I'm I like was gonna Harper. go to got, this part got, of it. You're the one who said don't play this again. I'm like I'm about to play when they brawl. I got distracted with my anchor like Harper. Jesus. All right. Here we go. Respect in the ring. And a big clothesline. Steiner goes down. Champion right now in command of this situation. He's gonna put the attitude adjustment on. No, he's not. Steiner, a reserve out of nowhere. To the back of the neck. Steiner fights back. Now they're toe-to-toe. Into the corner. Reversal. Big body drop. Steiner going in and Luger waiting on him. Tremendous move by the champion. Sending Steiner to the other side. Nobody home. Over the top. Hell of a determined. Oh, what power from Steiner. And this impromptu matchup, you're watching here on Worldwide. Mr. Hughes. Harley Race. With the 
suplex. You hear that crowd? I heard that crowd. Everything they did was good. The only problem, and this is the only problem with that. Rick Steiner has no chance to become the title holder with his brother <laughs> coming back off the, the thing. And if they did it, it would be completely stupid because you're passing up the money of the Steiners breaking up first. Yeah, well, we didn't know that but, back then. You didn't but everything watch it. <laughs> there was awesome. If you, you were watching back then, you may have thought he had a chance. But, I mean, no, he's not going to win. But that was great. That was really great. And what you didn't, what you don't see is when Steiner goes to pin Luger. It's not really a match, but there's a ref in there. When Steiner goes to pin Luger, Steiner grabs the ref and pulls him to the mat and says, count. So the fans really erupt. And if you're watching it on the video with us on Patreon, the fans just go nuts. TinyURL.com slash Patreon BTT. This was really good. I enjoyed it. After that, Steiner cuts a promo. He's kind of leaning into the goofy Steiner, it seems, here a little bit. Maybe it's because we haven't seen it too much in the past with his promos uh, of recent memory, I should say. And he talks about the clash and facing Luger. Did you have anything from Steiner's promo? He's all right. Fine. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. We go to the next match. It is Ricky Morton and Tommy Rich and Terry Taylor versus the Patriots and Bobby Eaton. So a little six-man action here. Um, boy, every time I see Tommy Rich and Ricky Morton, I think of myself, what kind of car are they driving uh, in the mode of Hopper? Anyway, Doc, what are your thoughts on this? They get a lot of time. Long match. We were really chewing up some time in this in this matchup. Yeah, my first note was, why? Who cares? <laughs> we were. I can't. So, so I was like, all right, I'll start watching. Well, and let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. You and Harper keep drooling over champion. He looks like a million bucks, man. He ought to be a heel. Big blonde uh, army dude in the night in the eighties. He ought to be a heel. No, I don't. I don't agree with that. He couldn't come out. He couldn't have the gear he's got right now being a heel at that point. Okay. I mean, he's he's too. He's too American right here. Like, and there was patriotism, you know, with the Gulf War and stuff, you know, coming. And I don't know. I don't think. Well, let me tell you this. This is my thought on this match. If I wanted to sit around and talk about random thrown together six man tags, we could just talk about the current product. Yeah, I, I this was what this reminded me of. It's like a random six man tag, man. And I, don't, I know I know the York Foundation is on one side, but then you put. You know, champion well, the, the Patriots and the other together. the other part of this is we know that the havoc's already happened, so we know that they're also out there just eating innings. Yeah. So, no, I don't. I didn't like it. It was, and it like the other part too. Like I don't mind a, a good, nice, long match on Saturday night when it means something. When you have a match that really don't mean nothing. On Saturday night, that's like this. It's like, ugh. And again, I can tell they're eating up time because they've already showed a couple of replays. That's the other part. Yeah. So anyway, the finish is um, 
There's a hot tag to Chip. He's hitting some power moves. Taylor is almost pinned, by, uh, but Rich makes a save. All six guys end up in a ring. Uh, Eaton's eyes were raked, and Chip is checking on him, and Eaton throws a knockout punch at Chip because he couldn't tell who was in the ring with him. Taylor is congratulating Eaton, and Eaton knocks out <laughs> Taylor now. I mean, it really wasn't like a bad match, but there was just no emotional investment in it. That's that. No other thoughts. What about you, Doc? Couldn't agree more. Yeah. What's your man? All right. So then we go to essentially the main event of the show, and I'm trying to get to it here. We're going to have, you know, we got we got Rick Steiner in a big match coming up against Luger at the Clash. So we got to do something to prime him up in a big spot. So I like what they did here. They take Rick Steiner versus Mr. Hughes. And I really thought this was good to do because they gave him a little time, about eight minutes or so, to to get in here and work a nice, solid match. You know, Hughes is a big, powerful man. But Rick Steiner, he's not as big as Hughes. But as we know, he's very powerful. So what did you have from this one? I I did enjoy this. But what did you have? We had... Um... You know, we, I, I, I feel like every time we we run into somebody who does this, I talk about it because I, I, I'm fascinated and perplexed by how you wrestle in dress clothes. Like oh, I don't God. like wearing dress clothes to anything. I gotta yeah. put on a suit in a couple of weeks, and I'm dreading it. Yeah, <laughs> I hate it. I hate. I, I, I hate it. Yep. And just thinking about suspenders and the tie and all that shit. I'm sitting here in a shirt and gym shorts, the way yeah. I like to be. Yep. But I can't imagine wrestling in sunglasses. <laughs> I don't know how you're doing it, bro. Yeah, it throws off inside. It throws off your depth perception, which is what I'd be worried about. Like I would, uh, yeah. I go out to the soccer fields and I wear sunglasses for hours at a time. Like I get it. I like sunglasses. I wear them. But yeah. to wear them inside, and like if I run into the grocery store for like something this afternoon, like one or two things, I'll just leave my sunglasses on, mainly so that I don't like set them down somewhere, lose them. It's just I'm keeping them on my head so that I don't misplace them or break them. Yeah, but uh, but I'm not I'm in a you. building of that and trying to rest. <laughs> and to be fair, he doesn't have a he doesn't have the suit jacket on. Obviously, it's just the dress shirt, the tie, and the slacks. The suspenders, I, I I believe, end up helping you keep your, your britches up. But yeah. I'm with you. I don't know how he wrestles in that, a full match. Yeah. I, I have no clue. Like, Okay, so I got a couple of timestamps, no. and one of them's coming up here. Was it that one when no. Steiner went to hip toss Hughes and Hughes didn't get the call or something? But it's was coming missed? up in about 15 seconds when Steiner. What's he doing? Somebody's gonna get a big clothesline. I forget which one. Oh, it's got to be Hughes. I think. I think. Think that's what you have. It's coming I'm, up. I think I have the same thing. That. I don't know. Hughes. Yeah, Hughes. Steiner does go for another hip toss, and Hughes hits him with a uh, just a not even a short arm clothesline, just a straight lariat from the standing position. These two guys work physical, bro. They got after it, and I liked it. Uh, can they I get got one, after it. Can I get one fifty six fifty one? Because now Steiner's going to return fire. All right. So we're as at only Rick Steiner can. Yeah, here you he know, comes. These guys are throwing punches and shit. Uh oh. 
Steiner ducks the lariat, comes off the He went ropes. high with that one. Hits you, but it wasn't it wasn't bad. I mean, no, what like he didn't. He got yeah, him upstairs. He, he didn't hit him in the chest. Hugh, the thing about uh, Hughes bumps really good too. He's a big man. He flies backwards. He makes it look good. Yeah. Mr. Hughes, Hughes is, is way better in this run than I ever remembered him being. Ten times. Like, the best thing they did was put him in this gimmick and out of that big cat, whatever they were trying to make him out to be. Yeah. This is this is phenomenal. Even though to get to this point was some foul shit by WCW when yeah. Alexander York said we, we sold him. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but um, Hughes is Hughes Man, is great yeah. Now, so one fifty nine twenty. Do you see Harley talking to Rick? Um, I'm gonna get there. Let me let me get the finish because um, you you fast forwarded through the finish here. So the oh, finish I'm sorry. is. I don't give a shit about finishes. This is all. This isn't real, Mike. Hughes hits Steiner with a uh, like a splash in the corner. Um, Hughes has control of the thing. Steiner is thrown to the outside and Race kicks him in the ribs, but Steiner. He don't give up. Steiner gets back in the ring, gives Hughes an elbow, belly to belly. Steiner pins Hughes. Uh, Race comes in and Steiner slams Race. Boy, Harley is taking bumps galore in this episode. Just bump after bump. Luger does come in to help Race, and before Luger can do any damage to Steiner, Scott Steiner saves his brother. Good finish. Loved it. Now, you're saying 159 what? 20. All right, so we're going to be there shortly. Um, they're still doing the thing where, yeah, see, Race and Steiner are on the outside still. <laughs> We're at 159.15. One, two, three. Here's the pin. What, I mean, we're at 159.20. What do you mean they're okay, talking to each other? Oh, yeah, see, yeah. Right there. He said, slam me. You can see his lips. Yeah. Yeah, you can see his lips. If you watch, watch it again on Patreon with us. Rick Steiner is hitting Harley, and he... he he finally lets up, and Harley says, slam me. And Harley, I don't know how old he is right here, but he takes that slam beautiful for a And then he, dude. yeah, yeah, I, I caught that. And that's stuff yeah. I would have never caught it in a previous life, but you it's can't him. miss slam it. Slam me. <laughs> slam me. Well, Harley was 48. Making yeah. that body slam. He looks older than 48, dude. No shit, I'm 48. Come on. Dude, he does not look 48. Jesus. Oh, Where is my All right. life going? I don't know. All right, Doc. Well, that's that's how they go off air. So before we get out of here, once again, a reminder, if you want to watch the Clash, I'm sorry, if you want to listen to us review the Clash and watch watch it with us on Patreon, go to tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT, become a patron, and you can get access to that and all of our Patreon exclusive shows. Uh, over 400 plus available, including the World Class shows with Lance and I, where, you know, we've talked a lot about Iceman King Parsons. If you heard us earlier on in this show, the ECW shows are there, the, are there, the NWA Power shows are there. Everything on Patreon, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT, along with the video versions that Doc and Harper and I do when Harper is here and makes it on time. Doc, it is time for us to rate it and hand out some Rolexes. What are you going to rate this one? I feel like it was better than last week, even though we're still in that lame duck area of the tapings. Um, uh, So let me have a... A B. Okay, I'll go with a B as well. I started to go B minus, but I'll go with a B. I started to go B minus too, but I decided to pull up the nose on it, and then you know, 
Steiner and Hughes, I think, uh, elevated. That was great. To, and they're getting the Rolex, by the way. Well, that's the next thing I was going to say. They are getting the Rolex for sure. Definitely. Give them the Rolex. All right, Doc. Anything else? Um, what else we got to talk about before we uh, shut this one down and go do the next show, which we're going to do. You'll hear it next week, but we'll, <laughs> we're doing the next show in like two minutes. When we get to the end here, I'm done. So I don't know what you're expecting from me other than I'm about ready to crank on that tagline, bro. <laughs> All right. Um, as usual, check the show notes. I've got Hard Body Hopper's you know, email there and PayPal. I don't have it in front of me at the moment. I know it's Chris Harper 16 Wildcat with a K at gmail.com, but his PayPal is very confusing because he can't set it up anything simple. Uh, but that is all in the show description if you would like a video shout out from Hard Body Hopper. And on that note, I think we're going to get out of here. So, uh, Doc, uh, why don't you hit the tagline and let's roll. How about them cowboys? Okay, I'm not going to do this with you today. Book it. Book it.